The first case for argument this morning is 22-1410, Pacific Biosciences v. Personal Genomics. Mr. Reines, good morning. Thank you, Your Honor, and may it please the Court. Ed Reines on behalf of PacBio. The PTAB committed error by upholding the validity of claims of the 441 patent over Hasebe based only on an overly narrow claim construction of the preamble term identifying. The PTAB conflated the word identifying a single biomolecule with detecting a single biomolecule. And that's important both at a linguistic level and a technological level. First, starting with the technology, there's two ways that you can identify a biomolecule. And Claim 16 and on are about sequencing. This is primarily about sequencing. And so there you would think of like identifying the sequence is the way to think about it. And there's two ways to do that. One is you could detect one molecule and see what its base letters are, using sequencing as the example. And another way to do it is to take an original biomolecule, amplify it until you have a larger community, get a stronger signal out of it, and then use that as the way. And the patent explains, the patent's invention, innovation at least claimed, is the compactness of having a detector that's extremely proximate to the nucleic acids. And in that instance, the patent makes clear that it can be used, this technique can be used both with what we call the ensemble approach, which is where you take an original biomolecule and you amplify it, copy it, or with the single molecule. Now clearly the single molecule is the preferred embodiment. But the claim starts an apparatus for identifying a single biomolecule, right? Correct. And the point there is that identifying is finding out what that biomolecule, you start with the single strand, what its letters are. And then you can do that by copying it so that you have 10 that are all the same and getting the signal from there. So the patents use both identifying and detecting elsewhere in the claim set. And they need to be treated, should be treated differently, and are treated in the art as differently. I don't remember, is the word detecting ever used in conjunction with the word single? No. No, it is not. I mean, I guess it seemed to me that the word single is what is doing quite a lot of work in the relevant claim language, making it pretty natural to think that identifying a single molecule means when you have a single molecule in front of you, you're identifying its character just from that. Okay. And that's referring to detecting. And I think the concept of single is... I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you just said, and that's referring to detecting. I was talking about identifying. Right. And then you said, and then you determine that by only looking at that original single one. And I was saying that's detecting in the art and how that's treated. But it's a good question. And why is single there? And the reason single there is that the main teaching is to have these compact detectors on a silicon chip, is the basic idea, and have thousands of them. I mean, I think they speak maybe even more than thousands of them. And then in each place, you do one sequence. That's just an exemplary. One sequence in each place. And so it's saying you look at one. The other way to do that is you could have all kinds of heterogeneous sequences on a field and do probes and do it another way. So the point of single is you're breaking it up into all these little places where you have these extremely tight 
limits, fields of vision between them. But the point that I think really brings it home is that the claim set, which has to be read together, as everyone knows, makes clear that the patent is claiming the use of what I'm calling ensemble sequencing, which is just another way to say this kind of detection of the original with its copies to strengthen signal. And that's actually conceded. The board said so at 18 and 19. But importantly, in the principal brief of PGI, they say the board's construction already covers detection of a signal source from multiple molecules and already encompasses detection of signal from multiple molecules. This is on page 45 of their brief. PGI recognized the board has said that claims 26 and 30 cover exactly what, Your Honor, Judge Rana, you posited might not be something that's worth covering here because of the word single. And so we have the claim set covering it. So it can't be something that's excluded by the specification or by the principle of the invention because it's claimed. And again, you can look at the top of page 19 of the PTAB decision, or you can reference the acquiescence of PGI that that's in fact what the board did. They try to take the wind out of our sails by saying, look, you're accusing the board of not covering ensemble sequencing. But they did say it. They acknowledge that it covers ensemble sequencing in 26 and 30. So is there something odd about a dependent claim saying, our independent claim says you have to be able to do it with a single molecule and nothing more in the field division. In addition, you have to be able to do it with an amplified. It's a great question, and it's really putting your finger on the issue that's on appeal. That's why it's a disputed issue. That's an appellate argument. And I think the answer to that is the fact that the claims contemplate its use, even if you accept this capability point. Let's just accept that, your assumption. It can't be that the broad term identifying, which goes to identifying what the molecule is, i.e. what its sequence is, is read narrowly to mean essentially detecting. Because it's been eschewed by the patent. But the patent tells you that you can use the invention with ensemble sequencing. If the patent is saying you can get the benefits of the innovation via ensemble sequencing, even if it's alternative, even if you jerry-rig some capable apparatus, but you can go do it, and it's claimed. If you take our apparatus and you use it for ensemble sequencing, you're infringing. It can't be that we're taking the term identifying and conflating it from its natural use, which would encompass detecting either via a single detection or taking the original single molecule and amplifying it. But the way that the method claimed, which ones? It was 26? 26 or 30 both have this concept of ensemble sequencing. But they would require, in order to infringe, using, under I think the board's view, using an apparatus that could be used with only one molecule in the field of vision, 
but using it for doing the identification with a large group. Right. I'm saying, yes, that is what I, it's a little confused, but let's simplify it out and say that's what they said. Um, I think the important point there is if they're telling you you can use the innovation, that is their, their small field with lots of cells with ensemble sequencing, it can't be that it's been disclaimed or it can't be that we should be limiting it to the preferred embodiment. Because they're saying that the innovation can be used with that, even in an alternative mode. I, I, I hope you understand that. So the point being, even this idea of capability is improper. And I do want to tackle that assumption. There's nothing in claim one that tells you that you have to use single molecule detection as compared to single molecule identification. And the, the patent... Also, let's keep in mind in the sequencing modality section, which is column 13 on the top, the first thing they give you is an ex- uh, actually uh, column 12 at 35. The first thing is ensemble sequencing. Shendor in the 249 patent. The first thing, and, and, and this is what the board says on A19, sequencing modalities are mentioned that may be used with the claim apparatus over the 4441 patent, and which involved the te- detection of signal from multiple molecules of the same species. So the, in the imbo- in description of the invention, it, it has it says you can use our invention with these modalities, which uh, there's three of them that are undisputedly ensemble sequencing. To Judge Post's question, they're identifying just one single sequence, but they're doing it by taking the original sequence and then amplifying it, and then using the greater signal that you get for amplification to detect that single mode and do that identification. And I, I just think that there's conflating identification to detection doesn't make sense when the when the when the PTAB itself is saying the claims encompass this multiple molecule detection process. When and this, claim twenty six that wasn't in the prior art. Uh, not. Oh, well, we believe it's all in the prior art, but not with the, in, the innovation that they're really... In itself, the way you're reading it, it wasn't in the prior art, covered by the prior art. We would say it's all covered by the prior art, but yeah. what they're saying the innovation is, if you read the patent and you accept the other side, the only thing that they really could identify is the distance between the nucleic acid and the detector. That's what... It's, these claims are rather short, and they just speak of spaced apart from the light detector by a distance of less than equal to 100 micrometers. So just have really close proximity. That's that's the key here, according to them. I do want to clarify one thing. Uh, claim 30 um, does say detecting the biomolecule on the apparatus, because you asked me if there's any that say single. I see. And it doesn't say single, but it uses singular. So just to be fair to your to your question, I want to, and I do want to address this, it's, it, Claim 30 says you detect a biomolecule, and then it says affixing one or more biomolecule. I think it's not a mistake that it's singular there because it's saying that it's copies. So when it's speaking of biomolecule, it's talking about the sequence, if we're talking about sequencing, which I believe... Um, I don't I don't remember whether there was discussion of this in the brief or before the board, but we have yes. these cases where we start with, do you want to know what the means? You look back what the... Uh, the antecedent basis, yeah. the antecedent basis is, I think it maybe comes out the same 
thing, um, either a biomolecule, which, as you know, ordinarily means one or more, right. and then you get the one or more in the first clause. Does that matter? I think what, what matters the most is in detecting the biomolecule on the apparatus, which is the last phrase of Claim 30. And it's probably small type there, and I apologize. But it says, affixing one or more biomolecule, because they're all the same, because they're copies, and detecting the biomolecule on the apparatus. And so it's speaking singular there because even though there's more than one, it when it uses the term biomolecule for identifying a single bio, biomolecule, it's talking about a type, i.e. A-C-T-G-F, yeah, whatever it is. So I'm in, I see I'm into my time. I do obviously want to, you know, respond, but I, I'd love to take questions. I think this is a, it's de novo review. The claim construction is just wrong. It's conflating identifying with detecting, and detecting can be done two ways. Can I just ask you one quick follow-up on 30, which pervades a lot of the analysis we've done, is the capable of, which you refer right. to. The answer to you, arguably, is that, well, claim one only says capable of, which means that there's not an inconsistency between what you're saying in claim 30 and claim one. That seems to be the theme, right? Uh, I'm not sure that gets them all the way, but the point... But, well, what's your response? Yeah, to that? there's two, two. There's two responses. The first one is the fact that they say, even if they say it has to be capable of single molecule detection, the fact that they say it can also use multiple molecule detection, which is conceded in their briefing and it's on page A19, makes the point. You can't be narrowing identification unduly because of it's you know on the theory that the preferred embodiment is single molecule detection if it's actually being embraced by a claim, even as an alternative. But the second thing is, there's nothing in Claim 1 that mandates the capability of single-molecule detection. All that the, the, this is critical, all that the board relied on was the phrase identifying a single biomolecule. That's all they relied on. So this idea that it's got to be limited to the capability of single-molecule detection means that you're saying identifying is detecting. It's not especially not in this art. And also, if the apparatus is for identifying the result is a single biomolecule where you identify it like a sequence, the fact that claims 26 and 30 are narrower tells you that they have to be ways of identifying a biomolecule. And yet they're unquestionably directed in ensemble sequencing. Okay. Right? Thank you. Right. Um, Thank you for the question. Let's too. from the other side. Mr. Orso, good morning. Good morning, Your Honors. And may it please the Court. I'd like to start by responding to uh, the argument by counsel, and then I'd like to speak specifically to some of the issues in the 1163 IPR. First, the Board's construction does not limit how a single biomolecule is to be identified. Claim 1 is an apparatus claim, not a method claim. And the board's construction simply, as we've said, specifies a capability for that apparatus. In fact, the board expressly noted at Appendix 87 that an apparatus for identifying a single biomolecule may also identify multiple molecules. And 26 or 30 are method claims, right? That's right, Your Honor. And identifying multiple molecules is exactly what an apparatus does when it's used with the ensemble approach. It identifies multiple molecules in an ensemble. Nowhere does the patent describe the ensemble approach as identifying a single biomolecule. 
And there's no evidence that the ensemble approach was understood in the art as a way of identifying a single biomolecule. The 441 patent does describe ways of identifying a single biomolecule. They include base extension sequencing, continuous sequencing, ligase-based sequencing. The board's construction doesn't limit the claims to any of those methods. Second, the board's construction I'm, does not... I just want to clarify something, and maybe it's a, light, oh, a mere language matter as opposed to a substantive. Um, if, if you do the amplification and create tens of thousands of copies all hanging around together, and if, you know, if the amplification is um, enough error-free, wouldn't you be um, identifying each one of the tens of thousands um, when you identify all of them by getting, you know, very bright blue or something at, at, to tell you what the basis of, again, by assumption, error-free copies? Well, you identify, you're identifying the ensemble in that situation, and it may actually end up being the case. Isn't identifying a group of 10,000 identical molecules, in fact, identifying each one of the 10,000? I don't think it is, Your Honor. I think identifying the ensemble is fundamentally different than identifying any individual molecule. And your point about the fact that it's error-free is important, right? Because of that issue of... In fact, just assumption in my question. Right. I you assume, that, in fact, that in the real world, it's not entirely error-free. Right. And maybe even the patent talks about that. Right. So what you're actually identifying is whatever the dominant uh, species is in the ensemble. But you're identifying the ensemble in that situation. You're not identifying any individual molecule. And if you started with an individual molecule, you may not, that may not be in the ensemble. So secondly, let me say, the board did not conflate identifying... Does your argument or the board's construction depend on accepting the view that you just articulated? I'm not sure... The way I've been thinking about it, it doesn't depend on that. I don't think, no, I don't think it depends on that, uh, but I think that that is how I view it. Yeah, okay. The board did not conflate identifying with detecting. It simply resolved the party's dispute about the meaning of the preamble using the very framing that PacBio put forth in the petition. So in the petition, PacBio stated that the question was whether the apparatus must be capable of detecting, quote, a signal from only one molecule, or merely, quote, a signal arising from multiple molecules. That was PacBio's framing. And so the board simply resolved the dispute in terms of the framing that PacBio identified. And in any event, the 441 patent makes clear that it's describing apparatuses that identify molecules by detecting them. And in fact, in the claims, you see the claims require a light detector. And so the board didn't conflate identifying and detecting by construing uh, an apparatus for identifying a single biomolecule uh, according to uh, what the apparatus is capable of identifying, uh, of detecting signals from. Third, the board's construction does not exclude any disclosed embodiments and is not inconsistent with claims 26 and 30. As counsel noted, PacBio's position is that the patent discloses embodiments using the uh, ensemble approach and that claims 26 and 30 either require or describe the ensemble approach. We, P PGI disagrees with that reading of the specification and the reading of the claims. We did not concede that. If you look at 
the portion of the brief that counsel mentioned, you will find that we did not concede that. It doesn't matter, though, in the end, because even if PacBio is correct, as the court has acknowledged earlier, there would be no inconsistency between the board's construction of Claim 1 and those dependent method claims, because the board's construction does not preclude using the apparatus of Claim 1 to detect an ensemble of biomolecules. The board's construction certainly doesn't require the claimed apparatus to be incapable of detecting a signal from an ensemble of biomolecules. If there are no further questions on that, I'd like to turn to the 1163 IPR. The board erred in concluding that each of Xiaomain and Weisbuch discloses an apparatus capable of detecting a signal associated with a single biomolecule. PacBio concedes that Xiaomain discloses an apparatus for identifying ensembles. You can see that, for example, the yellow brief, page 27. The only evidence that PacBio contends is substantial evidence that Xiaomain discloses a single molecule detection is the two-sentence excerpt about Figure 8 from Xiaomain. That excerpt contains no mention of biomolecules, let alone a single biomolecule, and PacBio made no attempt to establish the stringent standards of inherency had been met. PacBio argues that the excerpt discloses single molecule detection in each opening 50 of Figure 8. But according to PacBio's own expert, none of those openings contains a single biomolecule to be identified. Can you go back to your first one? We're looking here at the bottom of appendix page 
I'm paraphrasing. Okay, go on. So according to PacBio's own expert, none of these openings 50 in figure eight actually contains a single biomolecule to be identified. Rather, each of the openings contains more than one biomolecule to be identified. And that's consistent with PacBio's acknowledgement that the apparatus of figure eight is made by spotting probes into zones, where in the words of PacBio's own expert, quote, each zone contains probes specific for a particular molecular species. The idea being to affix multiple instances of the target species to so as to detect a signal from that particular species. That's appendix 5362. Also, interpreting that two-sentence excerpt from figure eight, the way PacBio urges, is inconsistent with other parts of Xiaomain. Xiaomain discloses that its biosensors have a sensitivity of one chromophore per micron squared. And Xiaomain discloses that its photodetectors have unit dimensions on the order of 10 microns, which works out to an area of 78 microns squared. At that disclosed sensitivity of one chromophore per micron squared, a 78 micron squared photodetector is able to detect only as few as 78 chromophores, not one chromophore. Now, PacBio purported to have its expert calculate a different sensitivity, different than the one that's expressly disclosed in Xiaomain, one uh, chromophore per micron squared. But that calculation is entitled to no weight for at least two reasons. First, the expert himself admitted that it's based on assuming that photodetectors placed above a substrate with uh, with chromophores on it capture only 1% of the luminous flux emitted into the air. The expert provided absolutely no support or justification for assuming that. But secondly, and more importantly, that assumption was incorrect because it resulted in the expert calculating an increase in collection efficiency that's inconsistent with the expressly, uh, the, the uh, collection efficiency expressly set forth in Xiaomain. So the expert calculated that his 1% assumption results in a collection efficiency increasing by a factor of 400. That's at appendix 7428. But Xiaomain expressly states that the increase in collection efficiency will be only, quote, several tens of times greater. An unrebutted expert testimony established that several tens would be 30 or 40 or 50, not 400. So not only is the calculation based on arbitrary assumption, it directly contradicts the express disclosure of Xiaomain. Let me just address Weisbuch very, very briefly. What PacBio contends is substantial evidence that Weisbuch discloses single molecule detection is just as inadequate as what it points to for Xiaomain. PacBio points to a two-sentence excerpt from its expert's declaration and a turning argument from six paragraphs from Weisbuch. The two-sentence paragraph from its expert does not even assert that Weisbuch discloses single molecule detection. And the attorney argument offered by PacBio obviously is not evidence. The only evidence about those portions of Weisbuch that counsel relies on came from PGI's expert who described and explained why Weisbuch does not disclose uh, an apparatus for identifying a single biomolecule. Unless there are any questions, I'd like to reserve the balance of my time. Thank you. Thank you.
We'll restore three minutes of rebuttal. Thank you, Your Honor. I appreciate that. The argument that in ensemble sequencing there can be no single molecule identification is tautological. I mean, the argument is, well, it's single molecule identification, so that means you only have to be detecting one. Well, that's not true because there's ensemble detection. But let me try to phrase it a different way that maybe would be helpful. When you have, let's take a simple ATTT sequence, and you have that fragment of DNA, and you want to identify it. That's the whole point of this in terms of the sequencing. You want to get that, and you have that. And there's two ways to do it. One is you just look at that one. The other way is you amplify it at the detection spot, as claimed by them, and you make multiple copies. In both cases, your single molecule identification is of the original DNA because that's what you want to discover. So it is single molecule identification because even though you're using copies, the copies are just a vehicle, a brighter blue to use your Honor's reference, to detect what you have in the detection zone and then identify what you started with. So the single molecule is that you're just doing one sequence. To accept the opposing argument and to accept the board is to just say identification is the same as detection. And identification is what something is, i.e. the sequence. Detection is how you go about determining that. They're two different concepts. This is de novo review. And this whole capability point is there's nothing about capability. There's nothing in the body of the claim that tells you how you achieve this detection until you get to 26 and 30 where it's pretty clear that it's ensemble because it tells you that you're amplifying. So on one hand, they want to claim it, ensemble sequencing, and everyone seems to agree, at least today. I mean, they're reserving their right, but they acknowledge the board acknowledged that ensemble detection can be part of this invention. But then they want to say that somehow there's this capability that's required, and the only thing they're relying on is preamble. Preamble is the result. The result is you've identified the sequence. Detection is the mechanics of how you do it. I really can't add more than that, but I would really urge the court to look hard at this on a de novo level as to whether they can claim something and then say, but single molecule identification somehow doesn't cover it, even though it's an independent claim from which these claims depend. As to their other arguments, they're incredibly fact-bound. It's a biosensor, as Your Honor pointed out. Are you referring to the cross-appeal? Chow-Main, yeah, the cross-appeal. This is competing expert testimony, and frankly, it's right in the face of the references. But just taking Chow-Main, for example, it's a biosensor, and it refers to biomolecules in the disclosure. What else is it talking about? Thanks. Thank you. Mr. Reines covered it, so you've got your minutes to respond. Only on the cross-appeal, obviously. Thank you, Your Honor. There's nothing odd about an independent claim being capable of identifying. I don't need your help, Mr. Reines. Thank you. Your response time is exclusively on this. Right, Your Honor. Well, he spent 
20 seconds on the Xiaomain. Okay, so if you have nothing to respond, that's fine with us. Yeah, Your Honor, I don't think there was anything to respond to with respect to Xiaomain. That doesn't open up the door for you to respond to the other. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank both sides. The case is submitted. Thank you.